All right, welcome to another pep talk, everyone. For those new here, my name is Stefanos, and I'm a PhD candidate in chemical engineering at Western University, and my mission is to educate, motivate, and inspire for a better tomorrow. Today's episode is going to be quite a good one. We're going to be delving into the realm of time management and how to overcome procrastination. And this is coming from a serial procrastinator who has struggled with getting stuff done for my entire life. So to give you guys a brief overview, we're going to be delving into a little bit of the psychology of procrastination, what it is, um, and any scientific literature regarding it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the science of productivity. Uh, and then I want to dive a little bit into things, for example, like the flow state, a little bit of theory on it and how to enter it, how to, how to construct a surroundings that's conducive of it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about time management strategies, uh, things like prioritization or time blocks. Um, we're then going to delve a little bit into uh, connecting sort of the theory of time management a little bit into uh, how it really fits into our lives. So I want to touch a little bit on the SMART framework that I had mentioned in last episode. Uh, along with providing a few tips and tricks and a few tools that we can use to apply these kind of techniques. And then finally, I'd like to wrap it up with a little bit about some personal kind of theory, a little bit of mindfulness um, and a little bit of a talk on how time management is truly a life skill that we need to work on for as long as we're here. So without further ado, let's get started. So like I said, I'd like to start off by delving into the psychology of procrastination and explore why people procrastinate in the first place. And one of the leading theories for why we, we perform this behavior was coined in 2019 by Zhang et al, uh, where they, de they describe a behavior pattern known as temporal discounting, which referred to people's tendencies to discount or devalue future outcomes or rewards in favor of more short-term gratification. And I know that I'm very guilty of this, and I'm pretty sure most of us are, uh, but it's cool to see that there's an actual field of study that kind of delved into this, what at least I thought that was really cool when I was studying it. Um, and it basically kind of described why this preference for immediate gratitude or immediate uh, rewards can lead to procrastination since individuals may choose to engage in activities that are more immediately gratifying instead of things that are more long-term and have a... Uh, a, a I guess less of a relevance if you want to call it that, but have a very significant outcome at the end nonetheless. Um, and on, a, on the flip side, there's also something known as temporal motivation, which was coined kind of as it stemmed off of this initial field of study, uh, in which it was basically another fancy way of saying, you know, when you have a deadline coming up and you know that you are, you're under pressure for it, people typically tend to work harder or work more, whereas if they had something that was less relevant further in the future, they wouldn't have. Now, along a similar line, I also want to delve into the science of productivity a little bit. And I'd like to begin by calling our attention to attention management itself. Uh, and this is a little bit of a different field that I, than I initially uh, suspected when I started my research for this. Um, but typically we associate time management with the be all end all of getting stuff done. But through my research in this, I actually had a little bit of a shift in mentality. Uh, and I want to explain why. So, Attention management is a concept that emphasizes the importance of managing one's attention rather than solely focusing on time. Um, and this was relevant to me because I always find that when I can actually direct my attention and my focus to whatever the given task is in, at a given time, I will actually get more done in that time span anyway. So it's almost like focusing and prioritizing your attention span is more relevant than focusing your time span. Uh, and to, get, to give a little bit more detail, um, attention management involves con consciously directing and allocating your attentional resources on tasks, activities, and information that's relevant to you. So in a way, it acts as a filter for what you spend the, your limited energy reserves on. 
And this is why I thought that it was actually a very interesting topic that I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into. Uh, there's also a really excellent book that I've read called um, Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity, written by David, uh, David Allen. Uh, where he emphasizes the importance of managing your attention and reducing your mental clutter that's surrounding you to enhance your productivity. And that's exactly what this whole concept revolves around. Decluttering your life at any given point to allow you yourself to fully focus in the given task. Now, following this up, I would like to touch on a couple studies that I found related to attention span and cognitive load. Uh, both of these terms are basically a fancy way of referring to overwhelm, or in other words, that feeling when you're there's so much going on that you can't even find the time to brush your teeth or like take a sip of water when you forget to eat, let's say. Uh, so the first of the two is, um, it was released way back in 1975 by Egith and Kahneman, uh, where they explored the concept of attention and effort. And basically the findings of their research was that they highlighted the idea that attention, can, uh, that attention span can be severely negatively influenced by cognitive load that's imposed by a task. Or in other words, when you are pursuing a task that is very mentally taxing, it can severely decrease your attention span just generally in that given moment, which can lead to procrastination. It can give rise to those tendencies to kind of drift away, pick your phone up or start daydreaming or anything like that. Uh, and this was followed up by another study um, in 2010 by um, Lavi et al, um, where they proposed that the theory the load theory of attention and cognitive control. Uh, and this was basically um, a study that they kind of analyzed the relationship between impact of cognitive load on attention once again. So they basically concluded that high cognitive load can impair attention span and make people more susceptible to, to distractions. And there's nothing new here. Whenever we've, you've been there, I've been there, we've all been there. When there are times that we're, we're encountering something that is truly difficult, that's pushing the bounds of what we feel comfortable with accomplishing, we are so easy to just pick up our phone and you know push it to the wayside for the time being. Now, all that being said, this very neatly ties into the next concept that I'd like to discuss. Uh, that being the concept of the flow state, which was something coined by Mihai Chikis Mihai um, in his book where he described how being in a flow refers to when people are fully absorbed in the task at hand. And I know for those of you that have experienced the flow state, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it is such an incredible feeling of just fulfillment. Time feels irrelevant at that moment. Hours feel like, feel like minutes. It feels like your abilities are being perfectly tested and you just feel so motivated to continue. So this is why I wanted to bring it up a little bit because there are actually um, a few things, a few tools that we can take into, into, into account to help construct an environment that's conducive to encouraging the flow state on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, so this was enormously useful to me and I hope that I can convey that to you as well. Uh, and the first is, you have to choose a challenging task, but not something that's too challenging to the point where you start getting distracted. It has to be that right sweet spot where you feel like you're being tested on your abilities, but things are not too easy that you're also losing interest and not too hard that you're feeling like you're unable to even make a dent in it. The second thing is set a clear goal. When you approach a task with a specific and defined end goal, it really helps you focus and prioritize on that one task specifically. The third thing was you have to minimize distractions. So set aside some time by just turning your phone off or turning off 
anything around you that might distract you. Like sit, stay away from like your TV or your computer or you know anything else that's kind of like dry, drawing your attention away. Um, make sure that you have some food in you so you're not thinking about your snacks and everything. Make sure you have water nearby or coffee or whatever. Just so you are fully kind of encapsulated in your own concentration. The fourth thing was you have to engage in a task that you actually really like. It has to be something that you genuinely want to try and get better at and something that when you feel like you're you're solving whatever that issue is or you're painting or you're writing music or you're solving an equation, it's something that gives you feedback immediately in that moment that you're doing you're doing the right thing. You know, you're actually making progress and that kind of spirals itself to this incredible feeling of just bliss. <laughs> Um, and then the fifth thing is you need to set aside dedicated time. I touched on this a little bit in the in the second in the second um, or sorry the third point, but you need to set aside a solid chunk of time where people cannot cannot reach you. They cannot distract you. You have no uh, notifications on. Your phone's on silent or off. Better yet, and you just focus. That's it. So. Building off this a little bit, <laughs> I actually did want to discuss a few time management strategies. So the first thing that I want to discuss a little bit is um, something known as the Eisenhower Matrix, which is a, f uh, a framework that can help us prioritize the tasks that we're being given at any given time. Uh, so this puts uh, your goal or your your tasks on a um, a two axes chart, where you have tasks that are urgent or important or a mixture of both. So in other words, by grouping your tasks into either being urgent and important, which means they're, they're things that you should tackle first, or important but not urgent, which can tackle, you can tackle second, then you can have urgent but not important, which can sit at third, and then not urgent and not important, which can sit at fourth. So that way when you actually sit down and kind of put all your tasks that you have at hand on paper, it can really help allow you to organize how you actually want to approach things uh, instead of just going in blind and feeling like you have no direction. Now, the third, uh, the, the second part of these time management strategies, which I touched on uh, in the flow state description, is time blocking. Now, I cannot emphasize how important it is to truly set aside a certain amount of time per day without any distractions where you can really fall into a state of deep productivity. You'd be surprised at how easy it is to get large things done when you have an uninterrupted block of time that you can actually focus your efforts on that. Um, now this doesn't work for everybody because sometimes and like let's say a three hour time block or a two hour time block can be a lot of time and effort for someone to really focus on just one thing and it can easily lead to distractions uh, which is why one of the third concepts that I want to discuss was the Pomodoro technique which for anybody that hasn't been uh, introduced to is a technique where you set a timer for 25 minutes you give yourself uh, those 25 minutes to fully immerse yourself in whatever you're doing and after which you take a short five to ten minute break and then repeat that cycle and this kind of breaks the tasks down into little bursts of energy with little intermissions in between so some people can sit themselves down and focus for those two three hours just you know non-stop but for those that need a little bit of breaks and intermissions to kind of keep yourself wired the Pomodoro technique is an excellent method to use uh, and there are countless apps on the App Store or on uh, Google Play Store that actually have an inbuilt Pomodoro, Pomodoro timer. Um, so I would highly recommend using one uh, just when you're studying. Give it a go. Let me know what you think. 
Now, following all this, I wanted to actually touch on a concept that I had brought up last uh, week in last week's episode, which is uh, the SMART framework for how you can tackle your goals. The reason I want to bring this back up is because I really want to emphasize how aligning your activities with long-term goals and long-term outcomes is truly the best way to get yourself to commit to time management and attention management and productivity. Because if you're not following things, passions, activities that are really aligning with the vision that you have for yourself, then it's gonna be almost impossible to get yourself to have the discipline to sit down and put in all these hours of work for something that you don't really care about. So I hope that you can actually kind of reframe your own mind as to why it's important to, to lay out these goals in all aspects of life, right? Finance, personal, fitness, health, whatever. Um, and have them as trackable entities that you can see the progress that you're making towards throughout your life. Um, now moving on, there is a couple of productivity tools and apps that I actually want to recommend because um, you know we've talked a lot about theory, but I do I do also want to leave you guys with some th some actionable things that you can do to help make time management a little bit easier. Uh, so there's a couple apps that I want to recommend. Um, there's three particularly that I'd like to uh, I'd like to recommend for task management. Uh, there's Todoist, Trello, or Notion. Um, now, Notion is my preferred platform for all of these things, not sponsored. I hope I am though one day. <laughs> uh, but Notion is a all-in-one kind of workspace platform where you can set up spaces for basically anything. Like I have my budget on there, I have my school planning on there, I have my thesis planning, I have my class notes, I have everything because you can just make different windows for all these kind of things and just have it all under one umbrella. Um, now this helps me make sure that I'm not missing anything. There's no 10 notebooks that I'm carrying. There's no 10 different apps that I'm using for everything. Everything is just there at a buttons, you know, a one button click away. Uh, and I would highly recommend doing something similar just to kind of keep yourself focused in one direction. Um, and then there's the other side of these, these apps that I'd like to recommend, which are um, time tracking tools. Now this is something that I started doing recently, uh, but it is quite revolutionary as to how impactful it can be when you actually start understanding how much time you spend doing irrelevant things. I thought that I was pretty good with my time management. I thought that I was pre pretty good with keeping myself, you know, minimizing distractions. But when you actually sit down and put down hour to hour what you've been doing, it can kind of shake your world a little bit up. So I would highly recommend an app like Toggle or Rescue Time, uh, which provide insights as to how you're spending your time day to day. Um, trust me, it's worth it. <laughs> so finally, we've talked a lot about a lot of a lot about theory of why time management and productivity is very useful. But I also want to discuss a little bit about the more personal side of things. So I want to touch a little bit on mindfulness and work-life balance because this is something that I struggle with. I'm sure plenty of other people struggle with too. Um, but we need to also understand that while we can just be hyper-focused and trying to, you know, fix every aspect of our life, manage all of our time, every second that needs to be useful or something like that, we also need to understand that we need to take a step back from time to time and reduce our stress. So mindfulness practice is probably one of the best ways that you can do this. Um, I highly recommend even just doing like a daily meditation through an app like Calm or Waking Up, which I highly recommend. Um, taking the time to really let nothing matter in that moment. Just be at peace with yourself. That is something that I would truly recommend to actually increasing your productivity. I was very skeptical about it when I first started, 
it is truly life-changing and I highly recommend that people take the take the leap just give it a go it's one month <laughs> um, and then yeah I, on top of this there's also the, the the separation that we need to make between work and our life and I'm very guilty of this as well I typically bring work home no matter what especially for for those of us that are still in school it's almost impossible like our, our life is work right now but it is time to there is, sorry, it is important to make time for things that are that matter, that are ex completely exclusively away from school and work. Um, it almost gives you kind of a refresher as to why you're working so hard. You know, when you have that time to relax and that time to do like a, an activity or a hobby that you wouldn't really get the chance to otherwise, it kind of makes you feel like, wow, this is what I'm working towards. This is why I want to commit all this time and effort. So. Maybe that's something to keep in mind next time you, you're debating taking a break or debating taking a little bit of time off, if it's well-deserved, obviously. And then finally, I just wanted to highlight the fact that time management is absolutely a lifelong skill. Nobody's gonna be good at time management off the bat and nobody's gonna be, nobody's expected to get good immediately. We, have to, we obviously have to juggle the rapidly changing parts of our lives. Everything is new, every day is full of new exciting adventures and things that could pop up out of nowhere. So time management is obviously one of those things that need to be flexible and we have to learn how to manage ourselves perfect, like purposefully so we can get through everything that we need to in a day-to-day -day basis. So that is everything, guys. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please like, favorite, share. You know the drill already. Um, I really appreciate it uh, that you guys are checking back in. This means the world that you're really helping me accomplish my own dream. So thank you. And I hope to see you guys in the next one. Peace.